Thanks for listening to Not The Worst Podcast. In episode 27, we talk about the new PlayStation 5, both pricing and the new games. Then we do a little comparison to the Xbox Series X. After that, Anthony gives us his take on the remake of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, and we talk about the crazy combos streamers and YouTubers are pulling off. Come join us. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Start your engines. I don't know why. I always, I always want to say start your engines whenever I start like that. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is Not the Worst Podcast, episode 26. I am JD, and I am joined here with my friendly neighborhood host, Anthony, and we are going to talk about some video games. We got some interesting stuff to talk about today, some controversial things, I guess. Uh, Anthony's going to give us a thrilling review a little later on. So let's get into it. Yay. We got a little bit for the intro, right, Anthony? Yeah. Into yeah I got a little bit for the intro. First, hi, everybody. I'm bunk- hunkering down Cheers. for years. Tropical Depression Sally. And I'm going to start. The beer of today is Voodoo Ranger IPA Experimental. Ooh. Wow. Biden you know they're Belgian not sponsoring beers. you. I know. Voodoo I, I uh, Ranger, if I, you're listening, want... hook us up. Sign mm-hmm. us. Send us a check. I've always wanted. I always wanted to do like a, a drink of today. Drink today's drink. Drink of the day. So, well, if they mm-hmm. if they sponsor us and send us free drinks, I'll do it too. I'll pour yeah, it on my head. Good. I'll fill it. I'll bring a bathtub <laughs> right here and fill it with whatever drink they send me, and then swim around in it for the podcast. All right, everybody. Our so audio listeners will love that. That's going to be today's outro. Our challenge to you is use hashtag NW, NTWP at New Belgium Beer and say <laughs> that JD will take a bath in their beer if they sponsor us on stream. Indeed. But that's actually not my intro. Um, I, I, Actually, I do kind of like doing drink of the day thing. But anyway, the intro <laughs> is I'm actually kind of excited about this one because I was a pretty big fan of Elite Dangerous. And I've thought about getting back into it. The only thing is because the Elite Dangerous tries to be as realistic as it is, and it actually take, takes you very long time to travel from point A to point B, and sometimes with little to nothing happening. Maybe that's changed. It's been a while since I played. But something that may be a little more fast-paced, not as open world, Star Wars Squadrons is coming October 2nd, 2020. You can pre-order it now. Yeah, and, and it's only 40 bucks. Can- which is also yep. interesting. I wonder. I wonder why, and I'm assuming microtransactions is the reason. Um, but Most it's still likely. interesting. That it's it only is 40 EA. Bucks. Yeah. And we 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 talked about this in a couple episodes ago. Um, and I don't remember if it was a full topic or we just kind of mentioned it in passing. I know you mentioned the, like the style of the gameplay is supposed to be. Like, yeah, I think there's like an intro trailer or something we briefly mentioned. Yeah. I think it was at one of those showcases that we're like we're talking about today. Um. But yeah, I mean, it looks fun. I, I saw another trailer for it recently that has, it actually was from the perspective of somebody who works for the Empire and he like gets stranded after the Empire leaves him and then he has to fight this rebel guy. And so it like makes you sympathetic to the person that you know is the enemy kind of thing. Uh, so mm-hmm. that was interesting because in this game, you'll be playing either the rebels or the Empire. So it makes sense. You'd be sympathetic to either one, depending on your team. Uh, they, it looks like they have a small campaign. 
but I'm assuming because it's 40 bucks, it's not a huge campaign. It's probably more like episodic missions or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but the multiplayer is going to be what's really cool because it's going to be five on five dog fights. And that's going to be mm -hmm. fun. I hope I can keep up. Uh, like these modern battle royales like hyperscape and spell break where you're flying all over the place and jumping up and down i can't it's keep up to, i'm i'm yeah. old and i'm dumb and i'm slow uh <laughs> so i'm really hoping squadrons at least lets me be you know compete a little bit because it looks like fun it looks like crazy fun it does so um jd has also had what little life he had left in him sucked out by his son so that's yeah that's, I'm, that's I'm, I'm done i'm i'm roasted he turned two today, and he's just been going nuts. He's been going crazy. They had cupcakes uh, at daycare, so they, he was he's he was basically high. Uh, and it's yeah, so it's been fun. Yeah, but and and the last thing I want to say about Star Wars Squadron, they have already released the vehicles you will be flying, the ships you will be flying. Um, I will put the link into the description and the video, and I'm sure JD will include it in when he posts the podcast. But as of right now, the New Republic hangar has only four air vehicles, and the Imperial hangar only has four, but I'm sure that's going to be expanded upon as the game continues to be developed, um, especially if they're going to do microtransactions. I don't think they'll probably... I highly doubt, because pay-to-win is frowned upon in gaming yeah, these days. They'd be really, it'd so, be really dangerous to introduce a new ship and make you pay for it pay for it yeah so probably mainly like skins and cosmetics and yeah they'll make you they'll let you like customize the ships you know you know like people do with fighter jets or whatever they'll they'll let you do stuff like that maybe customize your pilot and stuff like that but if they make it pay to win it's gonna it's like gonna like it's launching in october it'll be dead by november like nobody's it really won they did that with star wars battlefront and that's what killed it yes yeah. the pay to win mm -hmm. and i I heard you can get the weapons you can pay for in Battlefront, but the, it was so incredibly grindy yeah, to get the it was weapons. Insane. They had to like change they, it no. because it was so bad. Mm -hmm. Hopefully so they've learned their EA lesson, but it's EA, so it is EA, yeah. and they're quite greedy. Um, they got some interesting vehicles. I mean, it's the classics: the X wing, yeah. the Y, the B wing, or the Y wing. I always thought that was the B wing. Um, anyway. I'm really worried I'm going to play like three games and be like, man, I suck at this, and then not play it again. And then move on with your life. Yeah, like I did with Spellbreak. Feels bad. Uh, it does anyway. feel bad. All right, let's, let's get into our topics. That was just our intro, and it was already 90 minutes. Uh, so our <laughs> first topic is we talked last week about Xbox. Xbox revealed its pricing. They're going to have a $300 all-digital Xbox Series S. And then their $500 main console, the Xbox Series X. Turns out PlayStation's pretty much matching them on the main console. Their console is also going to be $500. Their all-digital version is going to be $300. Or $400, sorry. It's going to be $400, mm -hmm. which is $100 more than the Xbox Series S. But... Sorry, I had gas. Okay. Uh, but the... PlayStation's all digital version, it has the exact same specs as the main console. It just doesn't have an optical drive. Uh, and that's different than the Xbox because the Xbox Series S actually has less RAM and less specs than the bigger main console. Um, so they're charging $100 more because it's, you know, it's a better console than the Xbox Series S. But the Xbox Series X is a better console than the PlayStation 5, at least spec-wise. So 
Mm -hmm. uh, that's interesting to me. Um, and even what's... though the the Go ahead. even the PlayStation Five can do AK, Xbox Series X can't. I mean, not that we yeah. care because it's not useful right now. Right, but... and that's the problem. Like they're they're touting that they can do AK, but it's like AK at what cost? I, you know, Xbox Series X is going to be able to do 4K at a higher FPS, but P PS5 can do 8K at a low FPS. Nobody's going to want that. Nobody's going to play that. You're I, not. I gonna. take higher FPS. I take higher yeah. FPS. Everybody wants higher FPS. Yeah. And refresh um, rate and aspect ratio and. Yeah, but of course, um, along with the pricing on the PlayStation Five. They also had a showcase of games, and that's kind of where PlayStation has the advantage, specifically because Sony is still on the exclusive hype train, uh, and Xbox is not. In fact, n literally nothing coming out on the new Xbox is exclusive to the Xbox. You can get it all on PC, and you can get it all on Game Pass if you choose to go that route. Um, so the fact that PlayStation is determined to stick to exclusives kind of tells you a little bit about it. But, you know, to be fair to them, that should pique your interest in wanting to get a PlayStation 5 because Sony yes. kicks ass at exclusives, right? Like, they do, they really, do. really good exclusives. Specifically, uh, for the new console, they're going to have Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is going to be an amazing Spider-Man and the first one to have a black Spider-Man. Uh, they're going to have a, the new God of War, they've said, is in development for the PlayStation 5. And it's going to be released in 2021, which is crazy because... The last one only came out like last year. Yeah, no. So that kind of turnaround is kind of nuts. And it actually has some people speculating that it's not a full God of War game. Um, it might be like the Miles Morales Mr. thing. Judge. I'm assuming. I think he's the new God of War for now on. Yeah. Uh, I'm Christopher okay Judge, that. yeah. So yeah. that, I mean, that has my curiosity because that God of War game was really popular and people really liked it. Um, of all the games shown at the PlayStation 5 showcase, almost all of them were exclusive. Uh, the one that piqued my interest that wasn't exclusive was Final Fantasy 16, which is going to be PlayStation 5 for the most part, but is also going to be released on PC. Um, and I think that's really cool because I'm a big fan of Final Fantasy games, even though I don't regularly own PlayStations. And so I will probably be playing that because I also heard that this the guy... The guy doing the story for 16 is also the guy that saved Final Fantasy 14. Um, this is long before our podcast, so we've never talked about it. But when Final Fantasy 14 first came out, it was an MMO and it was terrible and nobody liked it. And then they like, I've never seen this with an MMO before. They literally rewrote it. They rewrote the story. They rewrote the quests and they re-released it. And now everybody loves it. And it was really good after they released it. Uh, so if the same guy's working on 16, it's going to be really good. But anyway, yeah. uh, other games include a Harry Potter RPG, which has gotten some people excited. And a Demon Souls remaster, which if you're into those Dark Souls, Demon Souls kind of games, probably has you excited. Uh, and they're talking about free game upgrade plans. Like if you get the game for PS4, you'll be able to get it for PS5 for free, which is pretty cool. Xbox is also Which doing to, that. To add to that real quick, because um, he mentioned Spider-Man Miles Morales with the free upgrade. If you do not own the new, this previous Spider-Man, the one that just came out the most recently, and you're thinking about getting it, and you're thinking about getting it with the PS5, I highly recommend you don't 
do that because uh, Insomniac Games has announced that if you buy the Spider-Man Miles Morales, I don't know if it's a special edition or if you can just buy it regular, it's going to come with the previous Spider-Man included. That's pretty cool. So, so don't, if you don't have either of those and you're planning, well, obviously nobody has Spider-Man Miles Morales right now, but if you don't have the, the newest Spider-Man and you're thinking about getting the PlayStation 5, I would hold off to get that two game combo instead of just spending money on two new games. Yeah. Yeah. You can upgrade the new Spider-Man to the PS5 version, but I, if you're going to get two games for one, then like you do with Tony Hawk's pro skater one and two spoiler, um, then I would hold off for that. And I, this is drives me nuts. Cause this honestly, I, JD's talk about getting a PlayStation. If he was getting a PlayStation, probably be for the games like The Last of Us. If I get a PlayStation, it's going to be for Spider-Man games because I Spider-Man and Iron Man are my two favorite comic book heroes, and it it bothers me I can't play them because Sony is Sony. So yeah. anyway, go ahead and continue on. That's fine. Uh, pretty much all I had left was PlayStation basically confirmed during the showcase that the new game price is going to be seventy dollars, which. We've already talked about on the podcast, and we already kind of mm. knew, but, you know, it's just extra confirmation. Game prices are going up with the new generation, and that kind of sucks. Uh, also, accessory pricing is going up, by the way. They mentioned that really? their new PlayStation 5 DualShock, or Dual, it's called the DualSense controller, is also going to be $70, which modern controllers are $50, $60. So that's a, another increase in price. So that sucks. Yeah, um, uh, wire. I just picked up a third-party wire controller for my laptop to play Tony Hawk's, and that still cost me forty dollars. So, yeah. So if first parties going up, third parties will go up too. So that kind of sucks too. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing we wanted to talk about just briefly is the idea, the concept that was brought up on Twitter. See, we have the regular consoles, right? The Xbox Series X is the big one, mm -hmm. and the PlayStation Five is going to be the big one, and then there's both of them are coming out with all digital versions. That is enticing to us as consumers because it means a cheaper console that's basically the same console, which is great. But it does mean if most people go with those digital versions, and a lot of people will because the price is going to be less, it's going to be the end of brick-and-mortar gaming, right? It's going to mean... The end of GameStop, which is already suffering. We've, I think, we've talked about GameStop having Whoa, a bad time. Uh, yeah, your your setup's all screwed up. I'm just ignoring mm -hmm. it because all I care about is the audio. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, PlayStation Five. The fact that both con both generations of consoles are coming out with a digital only version means that, you know there's going to be a lot less money when it comes to selling actual discs and actual game cases. And we've already kind of seen that, right? We've seen the decline through the Xbox one generation, the PlayStation four generation. We've seen the decline of the disc based gaming because we know that digital stores have been the wave of the future. Yeah. We've got steam. We've got the Microsoft store. We've got PlayStation store. And we know that they they're cutting prices on these things. Like, the, the idea of a game manual has just gone out the window. Nobody does that anymore. Nobody cares. All they do is put the disc in there with a little artwork in the front. Um, you know, GameStop didn't make any money on the in the last generation off of new games. They made all their money off of used games and trading in games. That's where all their money came from. 
Uh, they so, give you two dollars for your trade in, and then you they sell it for twenty five. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, this stuff is the the writing has been on the wall, but I kind of feel like this is it. This generation is going to kill GameStop and other game stores like it. Uh, and it's kind of ironic because uh, Xbox tried to do a discless console with the Xbox One. Right. And so many people threw a huge fit about yeah, it. Yeah, they hated the idea of a discless console. Yeah, that and that kind of screwed over the Xbox on this generation. Mm -hmm. Remember, because early on they were going to go discless. And so many people complained that, that at the last minute they added an optical drive. And that optical drive sucked. On the early Xboxes. It, it was garbage. It wouldn't yeah. read discs for the longest time. Yeah, because it was like tacked on. It was a <clears throat> piece of crap. Uh, yeah, and it kind of screwed them over early on. Uh, but they were just predicting the future. And now we're here at that future. And we have digital consoles. Uh, I can only think of those guys crazy. that designed the original the design the original xbox one probably just like sighed and put a face to their forehead of like seriously we told you this guy guys this is happening and now we announce it and this is gonna be i could be wrong because the xbox x series x is actually stronger so this may apply more to the sony playstation um the the discless consoles will probably outsell the disc consoles yeah no i think and they will because they'll be cheaper They'll be cheaper, and like, especially when it comes to Sony, because in Sony's case, their console is just as powerful as the disc one. Exactly. The only difference is you have a disc drive. So that one, I can imagine the discless console, except maybe some older PlayStation Sony fans are going to want to keep having disc drives because they're going to want, like my brother, um, if PS5 sticks to their backwards compatibility, he's probably going to want to be able to play his PlayStation 4 games. So he needs a disc drive for that. Unless he's been buying mainly digital. I think he has a few that are discs. But if somebody mainly bought discs for the PS4s, they're going to need the discless drive one. Or the disc drive one. If they don't care about backwards compatibility, or if they do and they just want to get the digital, or if all they've been buying is the digital since the PlayStation 4 came out, all they need is the discless drive. Well, that's gonna the only way the only place that's gonna hurt Microsoft with the discless drive is the fact that it is weaker than the Series X, which is why the price difference is so much right greater. But so. I think I think in a way that does hurt them from the gamer's point of view, because a gamer wants the best, but I think it helps them from the mom's point of view. <laughs> right? Yeah. From the Christmas shopping point of view, because you're gonna want to buy the cheaper one for your kid, right? So mm -hmm. I feel like it's going to get them a huge boost during the holidays. And then people are going to, you know, the people that are buying stuff like outside the holidays are going to be like, no, I want the, I want the better one. Um, yep. But yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how those two perform. But again, like we've talked about before, I really think that the Xbox is kind of moving on from the idea of consoles. They really just want to be your all media source and that's why they're doing the game pass that's why they've gotten rid of the upfront pricing so you don't have to pay 300 dollars for the xbox you could pay 25 bucks a month and get the xbox and the game pass and the xbox live and do it all in that that way playstation 5 i don't think is doing that i haven't heard i didn't see anything about a uh, payment plan for the playstation 5 so uh, as far as i know they're not and doing it, that and that's kind of a huge thing that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Um, right. Sony is late to the game on these announcements on purpose. 
because yeah. they want to see what Xbox is doing. So I'm sure they may be in the works of coming up with something because it was only a week ago when Xbox announced all this. So that doesn't really give it. You may think, well, it's not that hard to say, yeah, we'll totally do a plan. They got to figure out what's going to be uh, profitable to them because as much as you don't want to admit it, it's all about profit. So they can't just come out. Oh, yeah, totally. We're going to do a payment plan. But is that going to are they going to come out on top of that? So Sony's going to have to figure out what's best. And they also got to make it enticing. Xbox has made their payment plan insanely enticing. Because like JD said, you get the console, Xbox Live, and get Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And the reason why Ultimate is such a big deal, you get EA Plus and Cloud Gaming on top of that. That's right. Yeah, don't forget about that Cloud oh. Gaming. They just launched that this week, I think. Mm -hmm. and it's So that's pretty crazy. Uh, and yeah, and you know, the other thing is, you know, Xbox, yeah, of course, it's kind of international. I'm sure it's in Canada and Europe. But for the most part, Xbox is mostly concerned with America. That's where Xbox sells its consoles. PlayStation, on the other hand, is not. Uh, they are everywhere. concerned with America, but they are huge overseas. It was one of the biggest things was Xbox trying to break into the PlayStation market in Japan, and they just couldn't. Uh, so PlayStation has a lot more to worry about than just the American gamer. Which, honestly, is a huge demographic. Obviously, lots of Americans play video games. But, you know, PlayStation has a lot COVID's more to worry about it. when it comes to their pricing. So, I'm sure they'll come up with something, but we haven't heard anything yet. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And COVID has made that number of gamers increase by a lot. Sure. Um, oh, sure. Uh, gamers and streamers. Um, we talked about this in many episodes in the past about NBA players, NFL players, NASCAR drivers. Uh, even music artists have gotten into the streaming business. So it it streaming and gaming has gotten bigger. So this could be good for both Sony and Xbox because COVID has forced people to be more recluses. And the only way they can, a lot of these people can get social interactions now is through online. Mm -hmm. um, even today, I went to the BX on base here, which isn't a huge deal because it's just the BX and they always kind of suck with stock anyway. But they're clean, dry of all PC and console components because they're just picked clean. And uh, everywhere else, like I know the the uh, webcam I have is still pretty hard to find. And I oh, think yeah. it's been beefed up in price in the process. Yeah, webcams too. are hard to find. Nintendo Switches are hard to find. Video games in general mm -hmm. are hard to find. In fact, today I wrote a post about um, Chromebooks, Chromebook laptops uh, that run that the Google sense. Chrome OS. Those things are hard to find. And if you do find them, a $400 Chromebook is going to set you back like $1,400 because they're just getting bumped in price. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that the supply is still so low. Um, and I think until COVID goes away, it's not going away. So that's kind of nuts. Yeah. And and the reason why I bring all this up, because this, obviously this topic isn't supposed to be about COVID, is the fact... Um, <laughs> the fact the fact that uh COVID is an issue and the fact that these consoles are actually doing some pretty big moves and both these consoles are insanely powerful in fact i think this is probably in the biggest jump in power from generation to generation because the 360 to the one wasn't that great uh ps3 to ps4 there was some improvement um but they weren't 4k was out when they were supposed to come out but they end up having to do fake 4k and they're like Xbox One X and PlayStation 5 Pro. Yeah. And they want legitimate 4K. Yeah. But now not only we're getting 4... I'm sorry. No, my wife's interrupting me. Sorry. 
Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, not only were we getting the Xbox Series S and X, both 4K capable. Obviously, one is a little stronger than the other in, in the Xbox's case. But when they were doing the 4Ks, and in fact, even in 1080p, they were only hitting 30 frames per second, which is a joke in gaming these days. Like, it's embarrassing to a point. Now we're getting, you said, what, 120 for the Xbox Series X? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's making a huge jump, for real. Yeah. Yeah. So, they take that into factor. Remember when the uh, the Wii came out? That thing sold out, and people were literally buying them in bulk and selling them on eBay for higher prices. So, you're going to take into consideration the fact these consoles are making big leaps and bounds, both in their console power and their availability, like Sony with its exclusives and Xbox with its Game Pass Ultimate and their payment plans you're going to probably see a shortage in this, especially with people being locked home and not able to do a whole lot. So I I would keep a close eye out. If you can do pre-orders, I would probably hit the pre-orders. Uh, I haven't done a pre-order for video game anything in so long now. I don't even remember the last pre-order I did. In fact, it was the, probably the last time I bought a physical game. <laughs> so yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big fan of pre-orders. I don't like that idea. I mean, we're already, we're in the early access years, right? Like, you buy a game in early mm. access, you're paying like 60 bucks and then it's a crappy game that's not finished and it's buggy and then it stays in early access for 20 mm. years and then it comes out and then it's like you got to pay for some new content or whatever. Like, you know, I just, I hate, I hate the idea of a pre-order as much as I hate the idea of early access because at least with early access, you get to play the game. Pre-order, you don't even know if the game is complete, and then it comes out and it's crap anyway. Mm, like I just yeah, I hate so there's no reason for it. Yeah, and these days the pre-orders don't offer as much as like they used to. Right, there's no incentive for it. They're just trying to get your money, and they use the pre-order, like they use the number of people who pre-order the game as a gauge for what they're going to do when the game releases, and that's it's kind of bullcrap okay. to me. Yeah. Anyway, all right, let's move on from PlayStation. We've been talking about this long enough. I'm, I'm bored of it already. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to Tony Hawk. Uh, you've been playing this game, so I'm going to let you take this away and give me your review of it and how you feel about it. All right, so like JD says, I've been playing this game. I have been playing the absolute living crap out of this game for two reasons. One, I've enjoyed it a lot. The other reason is I broke the monitor to my most expensive monitor out of my two monitors on my PC. And I am too lazy to move my other monitor from portrait to landscape. <laughs> so I've been playing on my laptop. And my laptop can't handle games that well, especially while streaming. Because it we I didn't get it for streaming I got, or gaming. I got it because I'm getting ready to deploy in January. And it's just to be able to con communicate with my wife while I'm gone. So... And maybe do some light light video editing and um, all kinds of other things. Um, so I've been mainly playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skaters 1 and 2 remastered. Not remade, not um, anything like that. Though they did build it from the ground up. Um, that was the big thing about it. It wasn't just a typical remaster where they just tried to pretty up the game. They actually started from scratch from what I understand. In fact, when you play, you play you start off with Tony Hawk. And it's not Tony Hawk when the first game came out. It's Tony Hawk now, which is kind of cool. So it's Dad Hawk. It's, it's Dad, Dad Tony. <laughs> it is Tad Tony. And it actually, I've been, um, unfortunately, I've raged a little playing this game because I suck. Yeah, according to your brother, you rage a lot. 
Yes. <laughs> and honestly, in fact, he doesn't. He doesn't even believe. He even said the other day he doesn't believe that you accidentally broke your monitor. He believes I that through your rage you broke your monitor. I accidentally broke my monitor, nah, and I mean come that because come on, be I, the truth. I, tell us the truth. Remember, it's the podcast. You, I, nobody's listening. You can you can tell the truth. It's fine. All right, if you want the truth, what had happened was is actually I hit my desk and it bent a leg a little, and I went to adjust the uh, no. I hit the desk out of rage is what I'm saying. Oh. And it bent the leg. <laughs> and I went to adjust the leg back to where it needed to be, and the monitor fell and over. And the That's truth comes out. We are so vindicated. Indirectly, yes, I yeah. did break my monitor out of rage, but I did not punch my monitor. And on, so it's not so much that the game made and I don't want you guys to think the game made me that angry. Um, I No, you're just angry in general. I'm angry in general, and I don't. And it's worse when I'm tired. And I was up to three in the morning playing Tony Hawk's that night. And that was a mistake. I should not have done that. I should have stopped. And yeah, I've you gotta go to bed, buddy. You gotta get some sleep. Yeah. Get that shut eye. So <laughs> this is this is fantastic. I, I, I I'm gonna clip this and send it to your brother. So yes, but that is not because Tony Hawk's this is a bad game. It's one because I was bad. I'm not. I'm good at. I'm. I'm playable at it. I'm sure. not great at it. Sure. And and the reason why I say that, JD, after I'm done giving my review, he's got something that he'll share about this game that makes me feel worse about this game. Anyway, um, and I played late, so that was a mistake. I Usually when I start feeling tired, I stop playing any competitive game because I know I rage naturally, and when I'm tired, it's worse. So I try to stop when I start feeling tired, and I did not. So anyway, um, more about the review of the game. If you guys remember the original Tony Hawk's Pro Skaters 1 and 2, I highly actually recommend this game. In fact, I've had people pop into my stream um, and said, man, this brings back memories. And they they were loving the nostalgia. And honestly, that's, I'm, that's big to me because um, I've played Remaster games before and I've enjoyed them. But nothing made me feel as nostalgic as Tony Hawk's for some reason. I remember hours playing with my brother on Tony Hawk's one and two, taking turns, trying to do all the challenges, trying to do the trick combos, trying to get all the collectibles, um, listening to the music. The music I think is one of the big parts why everybody's feeling so nostalgic about this game. Cause they did the best they could with the licensing of today to get the original music from the original Tony Hawk's one and two. And I think they did a good job. In fact, Gilbert mentioned there's a song he remembered by Goldfinger called Superman. And he says, if that song's not in the game, it's garbage. Well, it's in the game. And he's excited about that. I don't know if it's going to make him actually buy it, but it, he was pretty thrilled to hear that it was in there. I mean, so. I, I know I bought at least one of those games. I don't remember which one. I never was like super into skating or anything like that. And I remember playing it. I haven't really done any of that, but watching you and some other people play it, like, I kind of want to buy it. Like, it's only 40 mm. bucks or whatever, and it looks like a lot of fun just skating mm. around, trying to get new combos, trying to learn new tricks. Like, it seems like a pretty fun game just to play. Uh, if you don't... So, I don't know. If even don't even if you're not into skating, I think it's I think it's kind of worth it. Well, that's the thing. I think that's why I like it so much is my brother and I the most we ever knew about skating back then was Tony Hawk's. And that was just because of the game. We didn't know anything else about skating at all. 
I don't even know remember why we bought that game, but we bought it and we just had so much fun. And I'm actually looking forward to this, but I'm intentionally trying to complete the campaign because if it's like the original games, you don't get everything that's allotted to you until you complete it. But you can create your own skater. They got park creating, and we made some pretty creative, crazy designs of parks. Um, and people have done that already. However, the park, the sharing of park, the parks you're creating is kind of glitched right now, and people are complaining about it. Hopefully, they'll fix it soon. Yeah, they'll. Fix um, it. In fact, one of the challenges is called uh, the road most traveled, and it's like you visit a park that got over a thousand upvotes. Well, I've visited some with 8,000 and I still haven't gotten that challenge. So the, there's an issue with the creative mode. They're, the game, as all games these days, have their issues upon release, unfortunately. And that's like the unacceptable truth to everything. Um, yeah, I think uh, my brother just mentioned in chat why he thinks he bought it and I think he's right. But the game is a lot of fun. And even if you're bad at it like I am, some of the things you can make your skater do, in fact, the way you make him hurt himself can be humorous. So, and they usually get created, like, um, once you complete the campaign, one of the things that you do, you make your your skater as short as possible and as fat as possible. Nice. And that's what we used to do in the original one and two. Um, I don't know why you have to complete the campaign to do that, but apparently that's the case. But you, they got things in it like, as of right now, the skaters you can unlock are all, all the pro skaters from now until, or from then until now. Um, you can unlock a skeleton as a skater. You can unlock an alien as a skater. Apparently, Jack Black is in it as a cop as a skater. Um, nice. So, <laughs> yeah. Funny. So, and you can unlock all kinds of different things for uh, your clothing, your skateboard, and from your to make how your wheels look any way you want it. Um, all right, now I got my skater. He is as white, the whitest color I can find for the skin tone. And then he's got a white tattoo on his face that makes him look like a skeleton. And his eyes are black with no pupils. So you can do some pretty crazy things with your skater. You can make their color, their hair color, any color you want it to be. Um, so th that is a lot. I spent a lot of hours with that. And just trying to do the challenges are fun. Uh, the learning new trick combos are a lot of fun. The, the soundtrack is pretty good. I, I I think that's it gets me most pumped for that game when I play it because especially when you start you got uh, Rage Against the Machine you got um you got Goldfinger you got some hip hop and R&B that I don't recognize from the original two but those may have been fillers for songs they couldn't have gotten I could be wrong though it's Maybe. been so long since I played them um they're not bad though they're good songs I enjoyed them they fit with the the playlist they got so. It isn't like they just grab, grab random songs to fill the gaps for the songs they couldn't get licenses to. They took time to find songs that, to, that would fit in with what you're playing. So, um, But I've, like I said, I stayed up to 3 in the morning playing it one night. And that was wrong for so many reasons. Because it was also a work night. <laughs> nice. so, Good job, buddy. That didn't, that did not go well for me. Um my dogs didn't want to come near me that night either. <laughs> so it's embarrassing. There's a yeah. reason why I've been working on my gamer rage because it, uh, it was really bad in Japan. JD remembers what I was like in Japan. We were all raging back then. We were yeah, young we were. and dumb and raging. That's how we were. The hormones. I blame yeah. the hormones. I know. I've worked very oh. hard to contain my rage, especially with Smite, since that's my main game. 
Yeah. You've done a lot better with Smite. Yeah, gotten a lot better. We used to rage so hard at that game. But uh, so anyway. that we attacked each other. One of the things we want to talk about with Tony Hawk, uh, obviously, because he's actually played it, we wanted to get his insight on it. And yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. I've watched his stream. I've watched some other streams. It actually looks like a really fun game. Just to, like, it's, it's, it's almost kind of chill watching it. Although I imagine playing it is a lot more rage-inducing <laughs> when you can't hit the if landings. It is if you're a completionist trying to get all the challenges. Try, but if you're just yeah. playing a game to have fun with it, or you're naturally good at it and you can complete all the challenges like it's nothing, then yeah, it won't be rage-inducing. But yeah. I am okay at it, and I'm a completionist, and I'm a rager in the in general, so those are bad combos for me. But yeah. So... What's the highest score you've gotten, like on a combo or in like the two minute drills or anything like that? Uh, eighty thousand is my highest combo, and there's a reason why JD is bringing this up. Eighty thousand yeah. is my highest combo, and I got two hundred fourteen thousand in the two minute run. Okay, is my highest score. That's actually pretty good, two hundred fourteen thousand. Because yeah. like, isn't like the achievement for most of them like one hundred fifty thousand or something like that? For to to complete the maps, but for the challenges, yeah. ten million. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think well, it's the highest score. Right, so for you a got a, you got a little ways to go. <laughs> I do got a little ways to go. Well, even ten million yeah. compared to what we're about to talk about is pretty petty. Yes. and small. Because yes. uh, one thing I wanted to talk about with Tony Hawk, one of the streamers I've been watching is Moon Moon, who's a very popular Twitch streamer. So if you're listening, you might have heard of him, and he's been playing Tony Hawk. And he ended up getting into a competition with another Twitch streamer um, because Moon Moon was playing the Hangar, I believe is the map. And it's like a two-minute drill and basically trying to get as many points as he could in those two minutes. And he ended up getting, you know, a million or two million or something like that. But then he found out this other streamer had gotten four or five million. So then he had to go back and beat that record. And now they've developed this competition where each one is going back to beat the other person's record and they've been playing for days like literally they would log in and play for 12 hours just to try and beat a single record or they would keep playing even when they weren't streaming and beat it offline and then be like hey this is this is my score beat it on your stream or whatever and these guys have been going at it for like a week or two since the game came out and it hasn't been out that long, no. I, well, however long it's been out, they've been going nuts on this. And what started as like one or two million, I think is now up to like 82 or 90 million points. And we're talking about in a two-minute period, you basically run a set of combos for two minutes without landing, because that ends your combo, and without failing, because that also ends your combo. So like if you hurt yourself well, or whatever. Um, you can land with a combo, but you can do what's called a manual where you're, you get the board tilted up and you're rolling across the ground. Right. So as long as you can do things like that, you can keep the combo yeah, going. Yeah, basically you just kind of keep the combo alive. And they've been keeping it alive. And then, and then at the end of the two-minute um, timer, if you're still alive in your combo, it goes into overtime. So that's mm -hmm. how they're extending the points and getting even more. Because as long as you keep the combo alive you can keep the points racking up. Uh, and mm -hmm. so they're they're at the point where they're getting 80 or 90 million and they're doing it on stream. They're doing it live, which is insane uh, considering how long it takes to get these combos. We're talking about 11, 12-hour streams every day since the game came out. 
uh, which is just nuts. But the even the the funny part to me is, um, after seeing that, I then read this article from Kotaku that I will include in our Discord because the original Tony Hawk obviously had this ability to rack up these huge mm-hmm. points, and there have been people playing those games since they came out, even long after the games lost support. They built mods and they built servers so that they could keep playing the games. And the the big Tony Hawk's uh, YouTubers or whatever, the people that have been playing those original games, not even the remasters, have already been doing combos of like 420 million and 500 million, which is just insane. That's so insane. Those The number, the amount of time it would take to keep that combo alive and to keep doing the combos over and over again to get 420 million is insane. But those are, that's what, that's what Moon Moon and his Twitch buddies are. They're being shadow foot. Like they're nothing compared to what the ultimate scores have been for these combos. Well, uh, before, and, uh, and some of you who, those of you who are familiar with the Tony Hawk's games, the, one of the important things to point out is I know with Moon Moon and the current Twitch streamers, Twitch streamers, for the current remastered versions of Tony Hawk's. I asked JD of this to make sure before I made my comments to their scores, you can enable mods to make it easier to keep your balance when you're grinding or doing manuals and stuff. These guys are doing it without manuals or without yeah. mods. Um, I don't know about the original YouTube streamers. Yeah, I have no way. idea. They might be using mods. They might, I mean, that, those games no longer have support, so it's kind of hard to even know what they're doing. And what they're doing, yeah. yeah. But, but the current guys are doing it without the mods enabled. So, right. They're doing it in the loaded. modern game. So there aren't any mods, even if they wanted the mods. There are. Oh, there are? Oh, okay. One of the things my brother and I used to love about the original Pro Skaters is you uh, you had to unlock them, I think, in the originals. Mm. Um, and once you unlocked them, was, remember when we talked about cheat codes being included in games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is back when that was so still this kind is a of game a thing. that has those. I got you. Okay. Yeah. So th- this is probably, and I could be wrong. My first new game. Well, no, Doom. Doom does mods too, but they're mm-hmm. usually like challenges to make the game more difficult for you, not to make yeah. it easier. Yeah. These days, Doom Doom's mods kind of screw you over more or less. <laughs> but yeah. Tony Hawk's is the the difference from the start of the game. You can enable mods to make it easier so you don't have to worry about balancing your character as much when you're doing grinds or manuals or stuff like that. You can worry. It gives you like perfect landings every single time, which you get a thousand points every time you land a trick perfectly. So um, these guys are not doing that. Right. They're doing this all on their own. Yeah. Because you, you cannot complete challenges without with mods enabled you have to have them disabled trust me because i look because there's some of the challenges i want but i don't know if i have it in me to do it with my <laughs> natural skills so i was hoping the mods would let me do that it's not the case yeah. so yeah so i mean it's and i've watched like i don't watch the whole stream i don't watch him when he gets these records because it's really boring uh because he he's literally just failing over and over again like for yeah. eight hours and then he gets like one big combo and then he gets up to like 20 million and then he fails and then he like screams at himself and starts over so i just i don't watch all that i like to watch just the clips of when he gets the final record uh and they've been and they keep going up and up and up and maybe you know maybe these guys are gonna you know challenge those big youtubers for some of those big scores but it's just kind of nuts how crazy people have gotten over these games uh i think a lot of it is because it reminds people of their childhood and stuff like that it is is great 
And honestly, it comes from a time where gaming didn't start going on the decline. I think gaming was still considered, and I, I'm going to probably up, upset some people, but game to my, in my opinion, even though the graphics were far worse than they are now, um, gaming is definitely not what it used to be. You actually had these games that would suck you in for hours and yeah. you get onesie twosies now for that. Um, and one of the thing I, JD mentioned, um, the guy starting over repeatedly and actually I kind of smiled when he said this because if anybody's that's actually been watching my stream because I actually surprisingly have had consistent viewers with this stream when I stream Tony Hawk's now I'm not on their level by any means three to four viewers is probably the most I'll get in a stream these days but anybody that's watched my stream I'll literally literally start a run be 10 seconds in fall and restart so I know what he's feeling and I've been there you'd be like you know what I already messed up my perfect start restart restart so um, it, it it's it can be a very boring game to watch and a very frustrating game to play, but I it's a lot of fun. Um, and another thing they I was really hoping they would do, and they did. There are collectibles in each map, and it's fun to do. There's this typical collectibles that the original Tony Hawk's had, but then the developers that made this game, which I think they made the originals too. I can't remember; it's been so long. Added additional collectibles. There's one you have to find their logo on every map and pick them up. There's another one where you have to grind the secret uh, spray paint um, tag in every map. And then they have alien plushies, which I do not mean remember aliens being a theme in the last one. Um, but they have alien plushies um, that you have to find in each map. And you hit them, and they make a weird alien noise as they float off into the distance and explode to green glue, goo. So, okay. my... You, there is a challenge to collect them all. I don't know what it does. My assumption is it unlocks the alien skater, uh, which would make sense. And one of the maps is actually Area 51, which, again, I don't remember that being in the originals. But no, it's, not, been. it's new for this one because I remember reading about it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Roswell, by the way. Roswell. So, yeah, I did say Area 51. Yeah, Roswell you said Area 51, ago. you son of a bee. Haven't even played the game, and I know more about it than you. No, I'm just kidding. I, I was more worried to get my challenges, but it's really cool because even like the originals, you have there's certain areas you can do a certain trick on or you grind on, and it will unlock secret areas. And the secret areas will be either really cool or funny. Um, like the Roswell one, you end up in a hangar where they got frozen ships and aliens and stuff. Once you unlock the secret areas, and um, there's a uh, one map, the hangar, which JD was talking about. You grind on the propellers of the helicopter. It takes off, crashes to the ceiling, and opens up another area. That's so, fun. yeah, so it does really cool things. Cool. Um, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. Good. And I, I definitely recommend it, especially whether or not you ever played the originals. If you, um, like I said, I, my brother and I knew absolutely nothing about uh skateboarding other than that they did tricks and stuff and until i play and i still play tonox and i had a lot of fun with it i think that's still true today now it does have its issues it um like i said some of the challenges are glitched um i don't know if it's my laptop my controller because i like i said i bought a third party controller or the game but there's times it doesn't always respond which is what induced some of my rage it does it does not always respond to your button hits like when, um, whenever you start off a game or whenever you're moving to go faster, you hit A, it makes your guy crouch or whatever co controller you use. I heard one guy was using a GameCube controller. 
thing. Hmm. So, um, you crouch and you build speed and you let go and it lets you do an ollie. And that's what starts all most, if not all of your tricks. Um, and there'd be times I would push that button, my guy would just stand there and just roll very slowly across the map and I would constantly hit that button and all of a sudden he'd just start hopping. So <laughs> again, it could be the controller, could be my laptop. I don't know if this is the game. So there are issues with the game, but it's rare. Um, and it's, but it, it it's, I don't think it's game breaking. Cause I, like I said, I've gotten 200,000. Um, over 200,000 in a score, which for me is a big deal. Um, for some of you, it may not be, especially the young ones. And I will say my thumb, my right thumb actually has a numb spot now for how hard <laughs> I've pushed some of those buttons. It's not from rage. It's just, yeah. yeah. So I can only imagine with these guys going for the 80 million combo scores, what their fingers must be feeling right yeah. now. Even from like a, a regular two minute session, my fingers are aching. Granted, I'm also old. So it yeah, could be that old. I'm just getting that. Got that arthritis coming old in. Age. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that so. pretty much wraps it up for us, I think. Tony Hawk and PlayStation 5. Uh, we didn't have much else to talk about because I knew we were going to talk about Tony Hawk for a while there because we had a bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, do you have anything for the outro? Uh, hashtag NTWP um, for any story ideas, or you can direct message us on Twitter, uh, Twitch, or Discord. Uh, and if you got anything you want to talk about, you got something you want to share with us, what's art related. Um, and no, that's about it. Um, we made it 26 episodes. We're going strong. Unfortunately, we're getting down to where JD will be soloing or bringing on guests. People. Yeah. We're going to try some new stuff. Uh, when Anthony disappears for a little while, we're going to try some interviews and things like that, trying to keep the podcast going. So we'll see what happens. I got some, I got some, ideas bubbling around up there that i'm gonna work on and we'll see we'll see i'll probably get lazy and forget but we'll, we'll try it uh so we'll he's see. not foreign to this he's not foreign to this he, he worked um in the yeah. radio and television broadcasting in the military so he's had to do things like this before so sure it, it won't be disappointing in fact it may be more entertaining and maybe when i come back you may not want me to come back and yeah. you want to people keep are going to email us and be like who is this scrub trying to come in here and co-host mm -hmm. Yeah, get rid of him. It's fine. Yep. So, but that we we still got some time. Just uh, I'll probably I won't probably won't bring it up until we get closer to the time because I don't even know officially when I'm leaving yet. I just know that where I'm going, it, there's no way on earth JD oh, sure. and I are going to be able to coordinate. You can barely do it uh, now. Look at you all scrubby and 240p on my screen right now. You're you're like that on mine too. I think it's the storm because we got the. Uh, <laughs> And it, yeah. I'm on Cox Internet, which sucks. Oh, and Cox. I can I can start ranting on that, but yeah, we've let's been not. long enough. Let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. Um, but yeah, if you got even if you got ideas that maybe for the future, what JD can do to keep you guys entertained while I'm gone, because I know I'm I'm all the entertainment you guys can ever want. So. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, that's that's all I got for the outro. I'm yep. gonna leave it for JD to take it the rest of the way. All right, thanks guys for listening. Uh, like you said, we're, this is episode 26, which I think is pretty awesome for us. Even though mm -hmm. we know there's not a huge audience yet, but we've really loved doing these and talking about gaming news every week. Uh, and we're gonna be back next week with episode 27, and we'll keep going until we can't go anymore. So thanks for listening, and we will see you later. Bye, everybody.